Well, hello, hello. <laughs> we are starting off well. So. I literally just clocked. <laughs> well, I just wanted us to like start talking. And like, yeah. yeah, no, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's quite a nice way. So, I'm Kara. This is Kat and Mel, and we are here to do what we have decided to call reading between the tea leaves. Reading between the tea leaves. I know. I love it. I'm a genius. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unless after this we decide that we hate it and then we're going to get And then in which case you're not going to take any credit for no, that. No, I'll be like, what that was who came up with that dumb idea? It was, it was definitely Mel. Mel would. I am definitely an, an enabler, so that could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, <laughs> so back, back to what we're actually supposed to be doing. So okay. we're... Um, We've decided to start this podcast to drink tea and talk about books. This week that we we wanted to kind of talk about um, the book Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur, the poetry book. Um, and if you haven't he- heard of it, I'm very surprised. Where have you been living? <laughs> yeah. What is the what address rock? of your rock? And do you get mail there? Yeah, I don't even read much poetry and I've heard of it. Everyone's so. heard of it. It is a number one New York Times bestseller according to the cover that I am reading <laughs> right now. Yeah. In real time. In real time. <laughs> Live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Mel, do you want to have words? Words? I don't really know what to say about words, to be honest. <laughs> but one thing I will say is that this book kind of came into my life at a really random time when I had just started doing spoken word poetry. Okay. So when I first heard about it, my friend kept saying it and I was like, yeah, I don't have it. I can't afford to buy it right now. And I went to her house and I literally sat down while she was having a shower or something and read the entire book in one go. And I couldn't wow. put it down. And I was like, this is literally just emotionally punched me in the chest <laughs> and I was like I cannot put it down and I cannot leave this house until I've finished it and I still don't own it but I have read it since and I really do want to actually um get myself a copy just so I can go back over some of it I follow her on Instagram so I've read most mm. of them again and again but like yeah. over a short course of time just through in- Instagram posts but yeah yeah so no, what I, about you what I, do you want to say about what just well, I mean, I was introduced to this book about a week ago. Yeah. Uh, but um, a couple of people that I uh, follow on uh, Twitter, they've been talking about it a lot and mm-hmm. uh, said that they really loved it. So I've been trying to read more poetry, to be honest, because when I have read poetry, I've really enjoyed it. It's just not something that I normally go mm-hmm. into. Uh, so I'm really glad that you guys introduced it to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I basically forced it upon you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're doing a podcast with me now. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay. Um, nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. My name is... Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so thanks for that. No, no problem. Um, and I read this book for the first time about a year ago. Um, I really loved it. I was pretty much like now. I wasn't really in a weird place, but I was in a weird... Um, I was in a weird writer's block funk because I, I do writing um, poorly and infrequently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a good, it's such a good description. Um, and I just really loved it. I loved the relation way that she explored relationships in it. I loved the mm. informal tone of it and how kind of emotional but accessible it was at the same time. Um, but as I'll get into a little bit later i recently read her second book the sun and all her flowers sorry the sun and her flowers and have feelings about it um, mm. tell you about it in a bit 
but that could be yeah. for a later time. That yes. could be for a later time. So, the title of this podcast is Reading Between the Tea Leaves. So we have talked about what we're reading. Maybe we could talk about what are we drinking what today. Are we drinking? <laughs> I love the way that you smoothly went into that. Uh, well, I'm having uh, Yorkshire tea. Good old... I guess I would brew. call it builder's brew. Yeah, <laughs> like um, there's nothing nothing special and pretty about my tea today. How many sugars do you take? Uh, I take two sugars. Well, actually, I normally take like three. Like I take two, no and then I'm like, let me just sneak a little, <laughs> sneak a little more in that. But um, whenever anyone asks, so just not to get too judged, like I, I always say two. Mm. I mean, it's a safe call. It's but. a safe call because, like, and even even then, like. When I when I say two, I get the odd person that's like, "What?" and I'm like, "Wow, I'm really glad you don't actually know me." <laughs> um, I'm drinking Yorkshire tea too, but I don't also like. But I said popular choice. Yeah, I've got mine with some soy milk, but I don't take sugar. Um, I do have a question though. I've not been to Yorkshire. Is oh. this actually from Yorkshire? And when you say real builders brew, is it a really buildery area or is it really upper class? Um. So, well, um, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask, uh, but I, I guess I call Come it a on, we're English, brew. we should know yeah, these things about Yeah, we should know these. I'm asking about geography. I only call it a builder's brew because, like, when it's not, like, the kind of, like, speciality tea, basically. It's, it's just, just what a, you give a builder when he comes a, around yeah, and does work when they the house, come around. but it's like... That's every person's Have house you in ever England. Have tried to give them like an apple and blackberry? <laughs> oh my goodness, I might do that one day and see what happens. Here's They'll be like, like what? some ginger and steamy ginger. They're like, do you want a cup of tea? And just watch them when they're like, yeah. And then you bring them out like a peppermint well, like or a, a hibiscus tea. flower, like in a glass teapot. Yeah. Like. And just see what kind of, it's very... Just bring them the whole teapot. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those, this is the cup of tea that you have when you've had a, you know, one of those days. Mm. You go home and you're like, I need to go home and have a cup of tea. Yeah, no, I agree. We this do the is, exact same this thing This is that tea. Considering I've only been drinking tea since like maybe six months ago, like English tea. Yeah. Like <gasps> I have, I, I can, wait, can't, it's going to be okay. It's gonna I be can okay. completely relate though. It's like that instant love of tea just becomes such a part of your life. And it all really of a sudden does. it takes over and you're like, fuck. Well, I want is tea. It's actually my addiction. Yeah. Like, this is... Mm. They might have to send me to rehab over this. <laughs> um, I, I just eat and drink too much It's tea. even like the but. echinacea tea that I get is... Whenever I get sick, I don't take tablets. I just drink echinacea tea because if it's like a flu, it brings down your fever. Mm. And that has vitamin C in it as well. Mm. What are you drinking, Mel? Oh, right now, I'm actually drinking echinacea tea. <laughs> <laughs> Two days ago, um, Mel, what were you drinking? <laughs> shit, no, oh, yeah, I mean, oops, can we swear on this? I don't know. It sounds like I can bleep it out if we decide uh, we don't want yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I don't think we We're need to We're rolling worry. with this, it's fine. You know, <laughs> we don't need to worry about that. No censorship, I yeah, say. Let's be a pirate radio. I no, mean... Let's not do that. But let's not, like, let's not just start I mean, my dad wrote a porno is a real thing, and yeah. they have words, um, and they're on the regular charts. My apologies. Great podcast, <laughs> by the way, to anyone who's... Uh, we love you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> uh, but despite my choice of tea, I actually feel like I'm missing out with the good old brew, so I might make myself a tea with soy milk and two sugars in a moment. Yes. Two okay. sugars. Yeah. Um, we can two definitely do that. Um... <laughs> Teas can happen more. What, um, 
maybe we can just do a brief introduction to like the actual book and then we can pause it yeah be happy with that yeah that's all good um you okay. can take this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and could, because you were looking at reviews and stuff before, mm-hmm. weren't you? So I've got my iPad up here on Wikipedia because I am such a hipster that I don't go with mainstream at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So according to Wikipedia, Rupi Kaur is a Canadian Indian poet um, who is so gorgeous that I can't even handle it. Um, uh-huh. I'm so I'm just that. I'm just so straight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she is 25 years old, um, and she released her first book, Milk and Honey, which we are reading at the moment in 2014. Um, it was originally um, Instagram stuff and illustrations, and she turned it into a- it's amazing. So she was so she was because I haven't read much about her. Yeah. So she was a an in- Instagram poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is like a new wave of Instagram yes. poetry coming out at the moment. I and have I which, this. A lot. which I found funny only because of what I was saying to you, um, Kat, before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Milk and Honey is a number one New York Times bestseller, but I also found an article where the title was basically like, um, Instagram and Tumblr poets are they real poets? We don't think so. And then I was like, what? You had strong opinions on that, didn't you? (laughs) I was like, I strongly think that you don't understand what poetry is like, or I'm not understanding that you're going to flip the script in the article, which I did not read. I can see, (laughs) I can see the idea of like where that would come from though. Just like seeing it as, you know, these digital artists come out of unis and stuff, but then you could be comparing it to like a painter in Italy who's Mm. just spends like months on like working on one easel, like, that's how they're seeing it, but they don't understand the process behind all of the work and that they've just figured out a system to get themselves out there instead of having to, like, work for nothing for mm. years to even get recognised in, like, the old-fashioned way and we're living well, in, like, the new millennia. That's so. what I'm saying. Like, I th- yeah, I feel like that comes from the same mindset as the people that are like, mm. oh, uh, people that go on, I don't know, that go on X Factor are not mm. the same as people that have worked hard to get into the music industry. Yeah. Or like, it's the not same, it's that same <laughs> mindset because there's a slight bit of bitterness that yeah. it was oh, easier yeah. for them than it was for the... But and that's also what we're fighting for, so I don't understand. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah no, I just, agree. just, I think that the fact that nowadays things are so accessible, everything can be done, like, I mean, we're doing, we're doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but there's accessibility and then there is, say, quality and, exactly. and talent. Like, yeah, people are able to make their stuff more accessible, but that but doesn't just, mean that it's good. Um... Mm. Just because oh they've managed to find a way of making it more accessible doesn't automatically mean that the quality isn't there. And um, I think which that's... I feel like some people do think that because they they maybe have had to work harder at it or that they do it in a way that is more difficult, like um, mm. in terms of structure or everything like that, then that means that theirs is better in quality. That's not necessarily true in my opinion, but. I definitely agree with that, and I think it's kind of shown by the fact that literally it is a number one New York Times bestseller, mm. and it has a lot going for it. Um, think about the age range as well. So, for example, someone that might be writing these sort of articles, the age range that this audience would have been out to, we've all started reading heaps more. So this mm-hmm. would apply to a younger audience, which mm. maybe it never would have applied to before, because poetry was seen up until you know emo days it's just like an emo <laughs> phase 
and then you would write about your feelings and then get ripped about it. Oh, yeah. So then everyone killed their passion for poetry in order to get rid of the stigma. But now That's it's come true. back and everyone's like, fuck, freedom of expression. Like, mm. <laughs> literally, and just well, going for what it. What is this new thing, poetry, yeah. that you speak of? Like, I'm not going to get judged like a, a 13-year-old kid with, like, too much eyeliner now. I can actually just, like, express myself and no one's going to actually attack me for it because mental health is a real thing mm. and everyone talks about feelings now, or at least we're trying to. There is this uh, thing around poetry that either it's that or it was, that's how it used to mm. be, or it's, like, the thing that you study in year eight that really long ass three page epic mm. thing oh my God. where you have to dissect every line yeah. to understand what it means and like well, that just doesn't rhyme speak. of the ancient mariner and that, flashbacks like <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't speak to everyone do you know yeah. what i mean like and i think as if this whatever some people want to call it but if this fad or if this uh, thing is actually speaking to some people then it's mm. it, it is art it is expression it doesn't yeah. matter if you don't get anything from it. Other people do. So yeah. why knock it? Exactly. But that, yeah. All right. Think, okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're going to make Mel a cup of um, the good stuff. The good sh- And then we'll be back in it. <laughs> And we're back after our little quick tea break and Chinese food, which turned up perfectly on time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that's delicious. I'm so full now that I'm tired. Because <laughs> um, you've had such a long day. I could have had a long wow, day. Wow, I, uh, I I I could have done a sip in my tea like. <laughs> I could have done stuff you don't even know. Yeah. As it stands, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I played some Sims. That's a doing great something. way to spend your day. It wasn't even a new family. I just kept on playing the family that I already have. But you know what? There are two toddlers because she had twins. Because why not? Oh, twins. Yeah. Do you have control over that? So you, you do to an extent. Yeah. Usually you won't have them, but you can like with your rewards points, you can buy like a fertility reward that um, increases the likelihood of um, twins and triplets. Um, wow see my frame of reference is the sims making magic so to even think that you can do that now it's just like i'll bring my computer over we'll play sims where have i been we, in we're the gonna, sims world? gonna show you something that's gonna blow your mind <laughs> we can do a sims review for someone that we should okay oh, that's definitely yeah. <laughs> okay um so kat you are the most recent person to read this book because you had, yes yeah. i guess so <laughs> Okay, what's your what's your reaction to it at the moment? Ah, well, um, I had a variety of reactions. Like, I feel like it, I the thing that got to me most was just how uh, much I was like, whoa, yeah. Like at everything I was reading, I was like, that's really relatable. Like, mm. it just kind of hit me right in the with feels. With the emotionals. Yeah, with the emotional. <laughs> um, straight to the feels. Straight to the feels. I was like, yeah, exactly, right. Um, mm. And then, yeah, and then, I mean, I did um, uh, some of them, because a lot of the poems are a bit longer, and then some of them are very short, um, and I was a bit like, oh, crying for the trees, just a little bit. Um, but I also <laughs> loved uh, the, the drawings that went with them. I was just so blown away by, like, mm. how well they expressed the poem. 
that they were particularly talking about. Why did you bring that one? So, <laughs> attention again. So if any of you guys have the book and you turn to page, page 13, 13 yes. um, there's... Lucky a, for some. <laughs> there's a really interesting poem. Um, it's about, you know, about like first love and intimacy and stuff, um, the first section, because the book is broken up into some sections that we'll talk about in a second. But uh, the poem is written in a diamond shape between a sketch outline of a naked naked lady's leg spread eagle basically is what kiara is trying to say yeah the poem i mean i feel like i feel like you really didn't give the uh you really didn't give the full impact of what that uh, yeah but i i remember i turned to that and i was like whoa it just kind of what can i say i'm really comfortable i feel like that that's what this yeah i feel like that this um this book is just a lot of woes yeah it's kind of like performance art when they kind of do something shocking just to be like this is how i'm gonna do it and you're just gonna have to deal with that and you kind of you're like i appreciate it and i respect it still don't know how i feel about it yeah well this poem says you have been taught your legs are a pit stop for men that need a place to rest a vacant body empty enough for guests but no one ever comes and is willing to stay see that actually makes me feel very vulnerable Mm. and the fact that it's that image like i would feel so uncomfortable with anyone just like looking at me and with me you know just with my legs open let's get graphic but just like that illustration and then to read that in that position really like makes me feel very yeah vulnerable well i mean i just feel like i mean vagina is the thing that everyone wants but like nobody talks about yeah. so that's kind of how that's kind of how the poem makes you feel it's just like wait we don't talk about this stuff but talk it's there and that that poem's so true actually <laughs> i think this book is really about vulnerability a lot as well like it yeah. took a while that there's there's four sections to the book and they're called the hurting the loving the he- uh, um the breaking and the healing yeah i think my favorite section was the healing yeah got me i wish mm. that i could say that but i really um I like it no i i really like i i it's not that i didn't love that more but i found more value for myself in kind of reflection and like it causing introspection and the hurting because i feel like for me that's not something i think about a lot and to have feelings that i refuse to have validated in such a confronting mm. way and in a way that was actually constructive i felt I felt like I had some kind of camaraderie with a writer. Mm. That's and really crazy, considering what we talked about earlier, and I hadn't even read this to you, but one of the quotes I got from people reviewing the book says, Milk and Honey brings any tormented reader to an, an enlightened state of self-reflection that may have taken years to accomplish alone. So I was just thinking about like how I was going to ask you guys that, but you've literally just described that in your own way, like straight away. Mm. Why don't you take us through the reviews that you did find, seeing mm-hmm. as we're talking about that? I know, this is just the one that I wanted to touch on, but the fact that oh. you've like just experienced that is just crazy to me because I feel like that is literally what everyone gets to in this point of book. Yeah. To cause you to think about it. I think it's interesting for me as well, touching on this book again, because I haven't actually opened it in a while, um, for reasons that both of these lovely ladies here know. Um, I read this book over a year ago, um, and I absolutely loved it. I haven't really picked it up a lot since then. Um, But then 
in late 2017, the sun and all her... F- Sorry, the sun and her flowers. Why do I always want to say sun all? Sun and all her flowers. Every when you said the sun and all her flowers earlier, I was like, oh my God, have I been saying the title wrong? This whole no, time? no, it's definitely me. <laughs> and it's one of those things where you start saying it wrong and then you will continue to continue say it wrong. So to I'm going to continue to say it wrong. But the sun and her flowers, and I... Um, I mean, I bought this book really excited. Um, my one of my best friends, Claire, and I we re- we re- read Milk and Honey, and we just we both fell in love with it together. Um, and then I bought The Sun and Her Flowers. I read it, and then I was like, I don't really want to put my feelings onto you, so I lent my copy to her, which is how it ended up like this. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say it looks uh, well abused. Yeah, um, <laughs> and. Basically, I wasn't going to put my opinion on her, but when she read it, she just said the same thing to me um, that I was feeling, which is, this book I hated, and it made me hate the other one. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, but I, but it's interesting, because I felt like that, then picking it up and reading back through it, and like, it brings back that emotion, that, that sincerity, that I'm mm. sure she did feel when writing it, but I don't know what it was about it, I also, I did throw it against a wall at one point. Mm, just in frustration, not actually, not in anger. I was just, I think I felt really frustrated with it being quite pandering, the second book, but that's not what we're really talking about. But, the, but that's the reason why this is here also, because Mel was borrowing it. Um, yeah. Well. Someone else I want to have a, an you opinion? You sold it to me there. Uh, <laughs> um, well, no, I was just going to say, like, so for me, the reason why I liked the last section best was for the reasons that you stayed, you felt like you had a corum, uh, you had a connection mm-hmm. to the, the first section. But I quite liked, um, the last section is um, just as much about uh, like sisterhood as anything. I loved the, uh, it kind of made me realize the things about myself that I do that, uh, and that I've seen people do that I maybe shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of the last poems are about like, um, not berating other women and stuff like that and not that I do that <laughs> on a daily basis but like she's always of berating it's quite, me. yeah I am I'm just a really horrible person um no I just feel like it kind of as as you said it's like a sense of enlightenment like mm. you kind of I just kind of read it and went oh yeah like <laughs> yeah right yeah we shouldn't do that yeah. oh wow um and I just I really loved the 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 sense of hope that it gave me because the first one the first section is very uh it's very powerful heavy, um heavy. and it really yeah it, it, there's no holds barred there that they don't eat she doesn't ease you into it like she's just like bam this is what this book is mm. and mm. it's like i love that because i i feel like um it kind of almost goes through its own stages of just that initial raw emotion and then the coming to terms with it yeah. and then the hope at the end. It is like a journey of emotion. Yeah, um, just put it together well for that. Yeah, and I, I love that flow. I love that structure. I love that it's divided into four um, categories because I'm a structural person. Um, so I just love that it, it's not like a mishmash of like poems and that would probably make me feel very turbulent, like being like, oh, now I'm talking about heartbreak. Now everything's fine. Now like, I just love that kind of like gradual realization. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, so everything could be all right if we were all just decent human yeah. beings. Yay. Uh, the cycle of life. <laughs> yeah, like it's quite reflective. Yeah. I think. I really like it as well because I feel like a lot of people struggle to talk about the things that she's talked about and I think that there is mm. a level of shame 
when mm. it comes to talking about these things and totally. it's very very brave to get so graphic with yourself let alone with like with however many audience she has mm. now and like it's very brave to release it not only because it's very exposing but also because it's something that people are not sharing with other people and to see that it's not just again it comes to the camaraderie thing but it's a very brave thing to release for that purpose mm. um i think one of the reasons why i love that first section and do not think for a minute that this is actually what my father is like but i really liked the bits that talked about her father quite open mm. openly mm. and and in such an exposed manner i mean i that i have a great great relationship with my dad but I've seen this happen so many times and not had the words or really the expression to to even kind of contemplate approaching that. And it's not mm. my thing to do um, anyway. And usually the way that you would see that, you know, any of that depicted is in, in any kind of media is just kind of like a single mum and that kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Um, and you don't, you don't kind of see that emotionally raw state that it actually can cause i thought i thought it, i just found it interesting to explore i don't know mm, yeah yeah i feel we what did you think mel uh, do you have a favorite section or to be honest i haven't actually read the book for such a long time but as i was saying earlier like a lot of it's just from the instagram feed that i go over um so there's nothing really particularly that pulls me into this book because it's been such a long time like i said but she I was saying like before you were saying before that it's that like different bits of it have come up so many times that you like remember them. Is that what you said? Yeah, just there's just different parts of it that come back to me, especially just because of what was going on in my life at the time, and it was as if nobody else had. It's like the things I would never say mm. out loud. Like <clears throat> I could write it in a poem, but I would never write it so raw. And yeah there's still that element of me that is afraid to do that, but in her writing, she's just gone for it, thought, you know, this is me, this is the world. You're either gonna like it or you're gonna hate it, and she doesn't care. She's mm. just doing it for herself, and that's what I really, really respect. But, yeah, it is a really lovely book, and I do think it's really lovely writing. It's put together so well, as Yeah, well. the aesthetic too. of it also is what drew me to it. Yeah, it, it's got a really beautiful cover. It's this matte black cover that as soon as you feels touch it nice. gets your fingerprints mm. all over it but it feels beautiful right i'm so um, glad that you said that because like after i was reading it i put it down and then it caught the light and i saw the fingerprints and i was like oh my god kiara's gonna kill me and i tried to rub them off and i was like ah oh, this look brand new the other day and like <laughs> i couldn't get them off so mm. no that's all right um yeah and i don't keep all my books perfect it's just i had had that in a, in a suitcase <laughs> how do um, like had a, that piece of paper that you gave me over the top of it <laughs> had that like as a protective cover around it for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to look it. after it. Nah, it's fine. Um, what, one thing I would say about, about the way that it's designed is this is not for you if you're going to sit there and talk about grammar and punctuation and capital letters. Yes, yes, they're important. This is not where they belong. You know what? It's a decision she's made. Capitalization in poetry is always a decision that you make. It's not the same as prose. I have very strong feelings about this. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm. Wow, we can well tell. Said. <laughs> <laughs> I not agree. just because I know that that any kind of um, viewer that's like a 
traditionalist or some, you know, there's Mm. got, I haven't found them, but there's got to be some online being like, I just feel like she, she she could have been more respectful of the English language, and I would have been like, "Oh yeah, there's bound to be." I could have been more respectful about shoving it up your ass, like. You know? <laughs> I mean, I got a few reviews that were very much like, "This is the set, like the same structure, and it's like it's literally words mm. uh, with the occasional line break and stuff," which I get to an extent, like. It did get a little samey, but then at the same time, I was focusing more on the content than Mm. the structure. Because, for that reason that I said earlier, I don't really read poetry. And I find, I guess what you would call traditional poetry, a little bit like... I I, I don't fully get it myself. Like, I loved the the thought aspect of it, rather than just like being like, oh, there's a thought that came to her mind and she wrote it down and this is how she chose to write it and that's fine. Rather than the, wait a minute... Why has she got three words on that sentence and one word yeah. there and nothing rhymes and, oh, this isn't poetry. Like, um. it, t- it makes total sense, though, because you think about the way that language has developed over time. Like, yeah, yeah. back in the day when we were studying all, those poet- all that poetry, it would have been the language that people were still used to. But as, like, mm. the audience is renewing itself and the language itself is still changing, we're creating words every day. Like, the way that we would relate to her words would impact a younger audience so much more because we would already be used to them being used so every day. Mm. Whereas, like, when you they used to, like, paint a scene from poetry, yeah, it's great and it's deep, and it does take some, like, critical thinking to decipher it, but we don't relate to that anymore, and this is the only thing that mm-hmm. does relate. I think it also speaks to the tone of the book, even on the, even on the title, even with her actual name, it's not capitalised, and I also feel like it allows you to read more into kind of the tone of the words and her line breaks and add mm. add the illustrations in as part of the meaning of the piece and I think that it's really well done and it ca- that's one of the same things that carries on to the sun and her flowers said it right yes <laughs> brownie point um that that I just I I love it yeah yeah I agree my tone changed over the course of this podcast I was all ready to be like, I hate it. And then I started reading through it again. Oh. So, you <laughs> saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you recommend a friend, 10 out of 10? Or would you? I, I would, re- sorry, let's just stop recording. Um, I would recommend a friend, uh, 9 out of 10. Mm. Um, in fact, I did, I, when I, I lent it to a friend of mine with a couple of other books, when we were doing a book exchange, um, and yeah, I've just I've lent it all over the place. Um, I think I would give it maybe like a, a seven out of ten, mm. um, because I I I expected it to either blow me away or that I would absolutely hate it, and I kind of came out of it and I I did enjoy it, but um, I didn't feel either mm. of those things so for me that then kind of made me go oh oh well it's not disappointing yeah. because even if I'd have hated it I would have been like wow I hated that yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean expressed like, it, yeah. um whereas with this I, I kind of just felt oh okay yeah that was good oh, I can see what mm. they're talking about and I feel like the fact that I can kind of empathize with both sides of the uh, the argument, I mm-hmm. guess, because it's this, this caused quite a lot of controversy, as I found <laughs> out online afterwards. Um, and I can empathise with both, even though I feel like I err uh, towards more that this is um, very valid mm. and very needed. Um, 
So, yeah, I would say, like, a good seven. A good seven. Mm. It was... I yeah, enjoyed it. I think it. I want to move my to eight, I think. Like, yeah. Because it just didn't hit hit me, like... It, yeah. it did... Parts of it did, but it didn't... At the end, I kind of just went, oh, well, that was cool. Yeah. What do you think, Mel? I reckon I'd give it... Like, I would have given it ten out of ten, but there's something, like, a little bit off for me about something but I haven't figured it out yet mm. I just need to go back and reread the book and like really get engrossed in it but I would always tell a friend to go and read it yeah, no, matter, no matter how you feel about her no matter how you've like found her just you, read it you know what I think is really valuable though is like having a public like having a published copy of this book by a woman who is our age feeling the same things that we feel I feel like yes, a lot of the poetry I read is from white men or or women who have been put into a place of some kind of authority or that are older than me or are not living in the same kind of mm. um, circumstances as me and I felt it to be very validating or yeah like Sylvia Plath the most relatable woman yeah. sometimes it's like... I was I was trying to yeah she's amazing yeah um yeah all right um all good so I think that's mostly it for today um yeah so we did all right, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. So, Kat, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, well, uh, I run a blog. Yeah. Uh, what is your blog about? It's cool. It, it's about books. Um, I, I review everything that I read on there, so there will be a review for my most recent read, which is Milk and Honey. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, re- oh man, I mostly read uh, YA, contemporary, uh, fantasy. I read a bit of everything. I just love to dip my finger in all them pies. Um, <laughs> um, you wonder where I was going with that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, I, you know, I'm trying to get uh, blog a bit more about like my thoughts and feelings on stuff as well, rather than just book reviews. So if that interests you. It's uh, chased by my imagination. Um, dot blogspot. Dot co. Dot uk. And do you have a Twitter or anything that people can have? I do. Um, yeah, I have a slightly embarrassingly named uh, Twitter handle at catcatmeow1. Oh, I love it! I love it! I love it! I love it! That was when I was young. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, I kind of kept it because it's, uh, it's part of my and thing. And it's cat now. with a K. Cat, yes, yes, that's important. <laughs> I should probably make that a thing. Both cats are beginning with a K. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't just decide to switch it up. Oh, yeah, God. that's... I did some clever thing with my name. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's so original. Right. <laughs> and, alright, so, and I'm Kiara. It's K-I-A-R-A. Um, I'll get into it later if you have questions about that. Um, I have a lot to say. <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot to say about do, my name. Do people have a lot of questions about that? If they know anything about the fact that it's an Italian name, yep. If they have ever oh, seen really? um, The Lion King 2, yes. Um, but, wow. yes. So, so just I, general spelling questions. It's alright, at least you didn't, um, you're not responsible for destroying half of New Orleans. As people uh, have always oh, told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, they literally say to me, oh, so it was you. And I'm like, ah. no. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. Thanks for attributing mass murder to me. Yeah, Thank that's you great. For that. yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally did that. What do you want me to say to that? I, I was a child, but sure. <laughs> Either that or they start seeing Walking on Sunshine at me. That's, oh, yeah, Katrina and the Waves. One. Good job. Um, yeah, yep. so me, Kiara, you can find me on Twitter at, at Kiara, K I A R A, Batten, B A T T E N. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Kiara B, B E E. Um, not just the letter, um, 
And also you can find me on Tumblr if you're wanting to read any of my really, 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 really bad poetry that I write myself. Um, it's uh, Kiara B, uh, K-I-A-R-A-B-E-E um, dot Tumblr.com. And yeah, um, I also do screenwriting and will sometimes put that up there. And Mel and I are going to be hitting up some open mic nights around London soon. Yeah. So I will be posting about that before I go. And Mel. And I'll be watching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't actually have a website. I should probably... You have an Instagram that you've used prolifically. Yes, I know, but I'm getting to that point. But I was also thinking that this is now going to be motivation for me to actually start that like word yeah. blog or something i don't really know where to go but i can do research i was thinking exactly the same thing about that youtube channel i've had in the pipeline for the last yeah. year I have, <laughs> a YouTube, I have a youtube channel but i haven't posted on it in a while and this won't go on it because it stopped recording like 10 minutes ago yeah it's okay <laughs> just do bits and bobs um but yeah my instagram is just mh bainbridge b-a-i-n bridge um, I post. Bridge has a D in it, in case you're wondering. Oh my god! <laughs> Do people not know that? I Some people I think the world is flat. So... I don't know what oh, people yeah, know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, why am I? Um... They'll fly around the world to tell everyone about it. So you go back to. <laughs> um, I read a theory, by the way, that Australia doesn't really exist, and I thought that you would find that really funny. <laughs> Where have I been living? I've been living in the Matrix. <laughs> but it's the people that believe that, that the Earth is flat also think that Australia is a lie, that there's I actors and I genuinely had about a two-hour conversation with a customer who thought he was, uh, who thought the earth was flat. He got all these conspiracy th- theories up and had to go through the whole thing. It was quite Are we going backwards? We work in retail. It's a fun time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my poetry's on there. I'm hopefully releasing a book this year. Um, I just need to find out how to publish but my but she can how, pu- how do how do publish how do publish and make it. publish now google that and she found out last week that i kind of know how to do that yeah which is great i mean getting to know your friends right do you yeah i oh, studied writing and we did a whole thing oh, it's, it's not like... easy or cheap but it's doable doable that's what i like to hear mm-hmm. yeah all right so head us up we will hopefully be doing one of these again in the next kind of two we have to yeah. choose a book. We have, yeah. We we, oh, we, we say that tentatively because we all have really busy schedules. Um, yeah, soon. So one of us is going to choose a book. We're not going to say what book it is on here because we don't know yet. Does somebody want to pick one? Pick a book. No. Nah. Oh no, no, no! Don't make me do top. this now. We'll uh, we'll think about this. Yeah. I think we want to put in real effort for you guys. Yeah. We are not just scared of making decisions. That's not it. Nail on the head. <laughs> exactly. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this has been um, reading between the tea leaves. Was that what we called it? The this reading... has been reading between, reading between the tea leaves. Yes. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>